Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. Have you ever been called into your boss's office or maybe way back into the day, in the day into the principal's office or somebody important's office? And as you are called there, you are thinking, I'm in big trouble. And maybe there's something that you did or some reason to make you think, oh, uh, it's all over. I'm, I'm getting fired. You know, I'm going to get written up. I'm going to get in trouble today. But then as you get there to your boss's office and you you sit down in the chair across from his desk, you find out actually you've just been promoted. You've just been given a raise. Uh, Instead of the condemnation or the judgment that you thought you were going to receive, you have received kindness, you have received grace, and you have received favor. Well, today we're going to look at perhaps the ultimate example of that kind of feeling, thinking you're in trouble to being very blessed, as we look at the story of Mephibosheth. Our Old Testament reading today is 2 Samuel 8 and 9 and 1 Chronicles 18. And in 2 Samuel 9, it tells the story of this man named Mephibosheth. Now, Mephibosheth was a descendant of King Saul. And in this case, it's actually a son of Jonathan, so a grandson of King Saul, but a son of Jonathan, who was David's friend. And David begins by asking, is there anyone left of the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Now, if you remember what we've read already this year, you remember that uh, King David, well, before he was king, and Jonathan, the son of Saul, were friends. They were committed to each other. They had a deep uh, friendship. They encouraged each other in the Lord. In many ways, it's really a model of what we hope that friendship will be. But uh, we know the sad ending of the story. Jonathan ends up dying in battle against the Philistines the same day that King Saul is killed. So now that David's kingdom is established, now that he is winning victories, he's thinking, man, I want to show kindness to the house of Saul. Now, what you need to realize is that when Mephibosheth is brought into David, I doubt Uh, that he is expecting kindness to be shown. I mean, go back in history and look at ancient kings and kingdoms, and basically standard operating procedure was if you take over as king from someone else, uh, first order of business is going to be wiping out that someone else's family entirely so that no one else is going to have a claim to the throne. I mean, if David was doing what most normal kings back in that age would have done, his first order of business would have been clearing out Saul's house. And because of that context, uh, Mephibosheth is probably not um, expecting great things. It's very possible that Mephibosheth is coming thinking, this is the end. It's been a good run, but it is over. And you even get a sense that David might appreciate that in verse 7 when David says to him, do not fear 
That's the first thing David says to him. Uh, Do not fear. Probably because he senses that Mephibosheth is afraid of what is about to happen. Mephibosheth probably thinks he is about to be punished, but he is actually about to be blessed. And David says to him, do not fear for I will show you kindness for the sake of your father, Jonathan, and I will restore to you all the land of Saul, your father, and you shall eat at my table always. Uh, So here we see David blessing Mephibosheth. But here is where I think um, Mephibosheth's response and his experience becomes in some ways a good model for us. Uh, Look at what he says in verse eight, and he paid homage and said, what is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog such as I? Uh, Mephibosheth, you see, is so clearly grateful for what has transpired, this turn of events going from expecting uh, judgment or condemnation uh, to being blessed. And he's saying, man, why should you show regard for a dead dog uh, such as I am? And so as you consider this, I I do think this uh, provides a window into what, what should be a good response for Christians as we think through how we have been blessed. Uh, we deserve judgment. We were numbered among God's enemies, and he would have every right to uh, condemn us. But what he has done in Christ is he has welcomed us in. He has invited us to have a seat at his table, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Uh, Shouldn't our response be something akin to who are we? And what is your servant that God should have regard for a dead dog such as I? We we should really see Mephibosheth's response and see, yeah, I can identify with that. That that actually sounds familiar to me. I haven't been invited into any king's court here on earth. I may not be lame like Mephibosheth was, but I've been given this great blessing that I don't deserve. And therefore, I I am going to be grateful for this spot that I have at the king's table. And so as you consider the story of Mephibosheth, that's the the main takeaway I would encourage you to get from it, is just seeing that example of gratitude and saying, yep, I know how that feels, and that you would express that kind of gratitude to God today. As you consider the kind of dead dog you are and the kind of judgment that you deserve and the blessing that you now have of being welcomed up to the king's table. Now, as we look at 2 Samuel 8 and 1 Chronicles 18, they're really identical parallel or mostly identical parallel passages recounting David's victories. And uh, we see the blessing of God on King David. And you need to understand, this is actually, when you consider the context of history, this is a pretty impressive list that you read in these chapters. I mean, he takes Israel to its to its height, even just the territory that he has going all the way 
you know, into Damascus. Uh, he's conquering kingdoms that are later going to be a big problem for uh, the divided kingdom of Israel. So he's expanding beyond, you know, to the other side of the Jordan, up north, all the way to the river Euphrates. Uh, this is a great time of victory for David. So notice this is God's blessing. Notice this is uh, David being victorious as he follows the Lord. There is one interesting line in uh, verse uh, the, the last verse of 2 Samuel 8, it says that uh, David's sons were priests. Now that should raise some questions for you. Uh, you should be scratching your head a little bit and thinking, wait a minute, I thought there was a division between the king and the priests. And, and even you, if you've read the Bible before, you might be saying, Later on in the Bible, doesn't a king actually get in a lot of trouble uh, for acting like a priest? Wait, actually, already, didn't Saul get in trouble for offering sacrifices? Those are good questions. And if you notice in First Chronicles, it doesn't say priests. It says David's sons were the chief officials in the service of the king. So I think it can be clear that this does not mean that David's sons were Levites. They weren't going into the temple, it seems, and offering sacrifices and performing the duty of the Levites. That would be inconsistent with what we see in other places. But likely, uh, David's sons had some important role within the king's house. And as they're referred to as priests here, it's likely that there was some spiritual component to what they, they did. But this does not obliterate that distinction between the Levites um, and the king. Uh, so that's a good question, and hopefully comparing the passages helps us uh, learn a little bit more and arrive at an answer to that. Uh, now we go to the New Testament in Acts chapter 11. And here in Acts chapter 11, we see the gospel continuing to spread. Um, we, we first see Peter's report to the church, and it's amazing just the positive response that it gets, because uh, it seems like there's some disagreement before he shares. But as he shares, it says in verse 18, and when they heard these things, they fell silent and they glorified God saying, then the Gentile, then to the Gentiles also God has granted repentance that leads to life, right? They're rejoicing in the fact that people are repenting. And, and notice it says repentance leads to life, Right. And they're rejoicing in that. And that's, again, a good lesson for us, even when it's people from different backgrounds, even when it's people that we might not have expected. When we see people repenting and we see the evidence of God in their life, what should we do? We rejoice. Uh, another great figure in this passage is Barnabas. And we see him being a leader there in the church of Antioch. And you see one of the things he does is he goes and he gets uh, he gets Paul uh, from Tarsus. You know, he had gone back there. Of course, now he's still referred to as Saul here, uh, but he goes and he gets him and he brings him in and, and starts using him to help in ministry. And then we see the example in this famine that the believers in Antioch, they, they put together money to send to the believers living in Judea who are probably more persecuted, more affected by this famine. Uh, so here's an example even of Christians in one place sending help, even probably just in the form of money, uh, sending relief to Christians uh, somewhere else. And that's something we still see happen today. Maybe you see 
uh, Christians supporting a church in a more persecuted area, or maybe there's some kind of natural disaster, and you see churches in a place that's not affected uh, trying to send help to churches that are affected in that area. And will we see this biblical example of that in the book of Acts. So as we read Acts, we do see many things that uh, really should inform our own lives and our own faith and how we behave. Uh, But I hope today, especially we've seen that example of Mephibosheth and we could say, I can relate to that because I am a dead dog, but I have been invited to the king's table. And for that, I am so humbly grateful for the grace of God in my life. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.